back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Today's uh, headliner topic, I'm going to talk about can a temporary resident qualify for a mortgage while working in Canada? But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. All right. Crazy week last week. Had a, had a ton going on. A lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff. I usually record the podcasts on Friday or Saturday. By the time I'm done editing and all that, that crazy stuff, I release it Sunday or Monday, but last week was crazy, crazy good, crazy fun. Um, Thursday, I was golfing at my son's school golf event. Then um, the day after, I went camping with my son along with uh, another father-son unit at Alice Lake Provincial Park, just past Squamish, BC. And uh, yeah, that was awesome too. We had a blast. Um, The weather kind of sucked, but we made the best of it, so... Camping, yeah, I'm not a big camper, but uh, we had a great time, me and my son. And then the day after, that was a very important UEFA European Cup match where my team, Croatia, went up against England and uh, wasn't the outcome I wanted. Um, and I just I just finished uh, watching the second game today against the Czech Republic. And that was kind of disappointing too. It was uh, it was a one-one tie, you know, not horribly, terribly bad, but uh, you know, prefer the victory. And it was also a bit controversial, as a direct penalty kick was awarded to the Czechs, and um, that call was totally garbage. I totally disagree with that that call by the referee. Just a horrible call. So, uh, yeah, kind of pissed at that, but uh, whatever life goes on, and uh, we got to just play it out and uh, hope for the best. Our next game is on Tuesday against the Scots, Scotland, in their own stadium, so that's going to be a tough one. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can beat them, and then maybe if England loses to Czech or Czech loses to England or, yeah, Anyhow, if we don't, the top two advance throughout through the group and uh, and also the top four third place teams or something like that. So, um, yeah, there's still still a bit of hope there. Um, I inquired to my cable or internet provider, cable and internet private, uh, provider. And in Western Canada, you can you can guess it's uh, it's either Shaw or TELUS. I think we have maybe Bell out here as well, but mostly Shaw or TELUS that I'm aware of anyways. Um, might be a little different in Ontario, maybe. Quebec, maybe have a few more options there. But I thought I should check in and make sure I have the best possible internet connection because I do work from a home office. And uh, my internet, it, uh, it needs to be awesome. And I also have to have a strong connection for, for Dazen, the zone watch uh to watch all the soccer games that i like to watch so anyway i find it quite funny and a bit annoying that uh whenever i do happen to call in which is at least once a year 
And by the way, I totally recommend calling in at least once a year because technology is always advancing and, um, you know, many people carry on with their internet and they've got some ancient, ancient modem from Shaw or Telus. And you're just getting crappy internet and your reception sucks and the te technology is terrible and everything. And then, I mean, just call in. You'll be surprised. Once a year. Stuff is advancing like every year. Call in and get the newest stuff. And I do end up getting something better and updated. And in most cases, for just a few dollars more. Um, but the kicker is that you have to literally pick up the phone and poke a little to uh, get a better price. And in most, most cases, uh, a newer modem. That's usually what it is. So don't just conform to what you have. Um, check in and make sure you got the latest and the best. And uh, yeah, because I totally, I just ramped up. I ramped up my internet speed significantly. I got like 1.5 gigabytes before I had 600. So yeah, two teenage girls, my daughters and, uh, and my little guy. You know, he's 10, he'll be 11. And uh, of course, me and my wife, that's that's a lot of internet activity. So yeah, I want, uh, I want the best and the most for the least. And the thing with Canada is that we're a massive country relative to our population. About, you know, I think we're at 38 million. And coast to coast, that's, that's like 10,000 kilometers wide. And most of our population dispersed along the 49th parallel. Not evenly, but just, you know, dispersed across the country um, and here's my theory as to why our cell phone charges plane fares internet services and probably some other essential things I'm not mentioning right now I'm not aware of um, why they're so expensive like so bloody expensive first of all there's not enough competition in this country and like our cell phones for example I don't know the exact number but I think Shaw Telus and, and Rogers maybe I think built the whole damn cellular in internet infrastructure in Canada. So one or a couple of them basically own it. And our population isn't quite the critical mass that we need to tip the economies of scale in, uh, in our favor, the consumers. So that's why we have amongst the highest cell phone charges in the world. And the same applies to flying. Like flying is ridiculous in Canada. Like, I can fly my family to Regina, or I can go to an economies of scale place like Disneyland for the same price, if not probably way cheaper. I can find a smoking deal somewhere for sure. So yeah, that, it's just crazy. I think a lot of people will from the West will probably never visit Nova Scotia because it's so bloody expensive. You can go to Munich for the price to fly to Nova Scotia. And I'd like to go to Nova Scotia. That's too bad. Like, I, I would really like to go there and, and discover the Maritimes. I hear it's really cool out there. But, uh, yeah, it's so freaking expensive with, um, with the, the flight fares. Country's too big. And linking up Canadians from coast to coast is expensive. All right. I don't know where I'm going with all that stuff. Way off topic. But back to my original point. Check in with your internet or cable providers and your cell phone plans on a yearly basis. You'll save a few bucks and for sure get some better technology. All right, um, inflation. If you haven't heard by now, Bank of Canada's target range for its consumer price index, also referred to as CPI, is one to three percent. And based on their 
ongoing declarations. Um, we have been within that range for quite some time. But just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, we poked over that range to 3.6%. And of course, you know, all the alarmists um, surged ahead with their you know, the Armageddon-type forecasts and predictions. But like many things these days, or maybe I should say like all things these days, there are opposing views and arguments. So one camp believes the inflation will continue to ramp up. Another believes it will decrease. And, uh, and then there's the last camp, you know, just believes that it'll, it'll hang around in the middle there. Um, I'm kind of with the third camp. And, um, and, and I've read also, so is the Bank of Canada and, and also the U.S. Federal Reserve. They, they seem to be in that, uh, that belief. And, you know, the reason I think, after reading these articles, of course, I totally agree. This recent rise in the, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, I believe it's a blip that will eventually work itself out. And uh, I think that's because inflation was totally suppressed last year due to the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, you know, and, and I think that's pretty obvious and, and naturally occurring. Um, whereas now it's, it's being spurred by the reopening of economies um, and, and also the temporary supply chains disruptions as well. Um, pent up consumer demand and then also the ongoing government stimulus and uh, and this is pretty obvious and naturally occurring as well so we've kind of went from one extreme to another and, and of course there's going to be some deviations some changes in the inflation rate uh, it's either going to poke over or come under at one point through all this madness so you know it's it's poked over at this time so really like eventually um you know, I think these factors will subside and, and these, these things will calm down and, and will resume to, you know, the, the normal boring discussion we were always accustomed to um, when it comes to inflation. So, yeah, I'm not too, uh, not too panicked about it. All right, let's move on. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner. Can a temporary resident qualify for a mortgage while working in Canada? Hey there, just a quick reminder about my servicing area as I know many of you are listening from across the country. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in the provinces of Alberta and British Columbia. So if you are from these parts, shoot me a text at 604-800-9593 or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Throughout your dealings with me, you will also be introduced to my support team, Justin and Kelly. With the three of us, you can be rest assured we get every angle covered. And finally, over the years, I've built up some incredible working relationships with real estate agents, lawyers, notaries, home inspectors, and appraisers. So if need be, I can also be your one-stop shop and hook you up with a complete real estate team. The process is quick and swift. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. With over 300,000 new residents arriving to Canada and about 400,000 expected on an annual basis for the next two to four years, Canada's banks have been continuously altering and modifying their lending guidelines to accommodate for immigrant-friendly mortgage qualification programs. Today, I want to talk about mortgage qualification for temporary residents, particularly for work permit holders. What is a temporary resident? So here's a definition directly from the Government of Canada's website. It reads, 
A temporary resident is a foreign national who is legally authorized to enter Canada for temporary purposes. A foreign national has temporary resident status when they have been found to meet the requirements of the legislation to enter and or remain in Canada as a visitor, student, worker, or temporary resident permit holder. Only foreign nationals physically in Canada hold temporary resident status. So basically, a temporary resident is the first step to becoming a Canadian citizen. But also, it could simply just be a temporary stay in Canada with several um, you know, special privileges to either work, study, or live for an extended and or temporary amount of time. If you eventually intend to become a Canadian citizen, the next step is to apply for your permanent residence card. And then finally, after fulfilling like a, a few game show-like criteria, you eventually become an official Canadian citizen. In a best case scenario, it could take you uh, 1,095 days, so that's three years, to become a Canadian citizen as they graduate from as, as one would graduate from temporary resident to permanent resident and finally Canadian citizenship. However, when it comes to purchasing a property, temporary resident status is all you need. That means as long as you have a work permit and have been employed for at least three months, you are eligible to qualify for a mortgage to purchase a home. Here are the key requirements for the temporary resident mortgage program must have a valid Canadian employment authorization for work permit or letter from the current Canadian employer confirming exemption from the requirement to obtain a work permit. The work permit or exemption letter must have been issued for a minimum period of one year and the time remaining as at the application date must be six months or longer. May not own any other real estate in Canada this also applies to additional applicants and or spouses who are not on the application. Minimum down payment, 5% up to the first $500,000, then 10% on the remaining balance up to $999,999. For purchase prices that are $1 million or greater, the minimum down payment requirement is 20%. The window of opportunity to qualify as a temporary resident is only within a five-year period of the applicant's entry into Canada to be confirmed with a copy of the passport showing the entry date to Canada. If applicant remains as a temporary resident following the five-year period, they are no longer eligible under the Temporary Resident Mortgage Program and must now wait until they have been granted permanent residence. And finally, the most defining guideline of the Temporary Resident Mortgage Program is the allowance of alternative sources or forms of credit verification. So up until this point, all the mortgage qualification criteria is pretty much identical to what a Canadian citizen would experience, except for an exception granted to newcomers who may not yet have established the minimum credit requirement standard that all Canadian citizen applicants are held to. And that is two credit facilities with $2,000 limits for a minimum of two years. If the newcomer cannot comply with the minimum credit requirement standard of what I just mentioned, the two credit facilities, $2,000 limits for two years, um, then the following alternative verifications are accepted. Number one, 
an international credit report demonstrating a strong credit profile. Or, number two, two alternative sources of credit demonstrating timely payments, which means no arrears, for the past 12 months. And the two alternative sources required are, the first one being rental payment history confirmed via letter from a landlord and bank statements to further confirm the payments being withdrawn from your bank account. And the other one, one other alternative source, and that could be anything like a hydro or utilities, telephone, TV, cable, uh, cell phone, auto insurance, etc. Stuff like that to be confirmed via a letter from the service provider or 12 months billing statements. Okay, so if you if if you're from uh, a part of the world where we can't acquire your credit report, your international credit report, then we can seek the two alternative. Um, sources of credit. So the first one being a letter from your landlord saying that you're 12 months in good standing and we're going to need bank statements to show the rent being withdrawn from your account. And one of another uh, alternative source that could be hydro utilities, telephone, TV cable, cell phone, auto insurance, and so on. So 12 months worth of billing statements on that other source. And that's it. The true essence of the temporary resident program is simply the exception granted to the newcomer when it comes to credit worthiness. That's it. The newcomer gets a bit of a break here in that other sources are looked upon to demonstrate credit worthiness rather than typical credit cards, lines of credits, and car loan type of verification documents. Uh, but as far as the rest of the mortgage qualification criteria goes, debt servicing ratios, minimum down payment requirements, income confirmation, and so on, um, it's, it's all the same uh, that a Canadian resident would, um, a Canadian citizen uh, would abide by. So the temporary resident is pretty much on the same playing field as a Canadian citizen um, is when it comes to qualifying for mortgage. But it is definitely in the newcomer's best interest to acquire Canadian credit products as soon as possible because if the five-year eligibility period passes for the temporary resident mortgage program, lenders will be far more demanding and less likely to grant the applicant, the, the, the temporary resident, an exception as they would then deem the applicant on par with a standard Canadian citizen applicant. Therefore, they would expect the minimum credit requirement standard that all Canadian citizen applicants are bound by. Two credit facilities with $2,000 limits for a minimum of two years. For more information on this, um, you can go to the Government of Canada's Immigration and Citizenship Guidelines and Procedures. Um, I don't have it right here in front of me, but I will include it in the episode notes um, from where you're listening to this podcast, whatever platform. All right, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces, and especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.